0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number three of the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Grant. Sitting across the table from me right now is
1: Cody Hager. And sitting across the internet from us right now is Sam Philiber. I know, guest star, first guest star on the Culture Shock Pod, man. Sam, you should feel really honored right now.
2: I I do feel honored. I'm just honored to be here. Y'all have come such a long way over the last two weeks, and I'm happy to be a part (laughs) of this journey.
0: Man, we we take that for, like, that's... (laughs) uh, that, that feels so good. That just the so mere warm. fact that Sam has listened to both episodes, I think that just really gives me, yeah. makes my heart
1: feel good. Sam, did you listen to him all the way through? I did. I, you did, just I did.
2: I did. I listened to them 100% oh, yes. through, and I've actually got proof. I absolutely agree with Tyler that Cody absolutely needs to catch shade for putting Age of Ultron where he did <laughs> in his list. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Dang
0: it. I've talked to a few of my friends who listened to it, and they kind of agreed with Cody. I was like, no, like Age of Ultron
1: is a good movie. I'm, I'm not wrong about 16. I've I'm, I will stand by that till the day I die.
0: You're, uh, Sam, all right. Let's get your top three really quick since you weren't here. Let's just get it really quick. Top three MCU movies.
2: Ooh, top three. Uh, Number three would probably be Civil War. Uh, yes. Number two is going to be Infinity War or Avengers, and then number one would be the other one. So I'm going to bounce them okay. back and forth. It just kind of depends on my mood. That's
0: exactly that's, what that's I was saying. Good. That's, that's really good. similar to what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I would agree with that because Avengers was so – revolutionary honestly. it was yeah that
2: that i mean infinity war was great it was the build up of so many years of story but avengers was the first of its kind they had never done anything like it before and it's just so good
0: which let's <laughs> not dive down that again because we're gonna no, talk we about the 35 that in the minutes past. on that <laughs> really quick yes. um but this week um Talk about the image that you saw floating around the interwebs this week. Floating
1: around the interwebs. That thing made news. Big so news. So this week, one of the big news topics that we're not really going to dive into, but that's important, is that there was a first picture of a black hole. What? 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 I saw it on the internet. Sam, did you see this?
2: Yeah, I did. I did. It kind of reminded me of the solo Star Wars
1: story a little bit. Oh, that's true.
2: In what way? Oh,
1: the um, yeah.
0: the Kessel Run. The Kessel Run. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, it was like, did you see the overall picture of it, though? Like, I, I just saw the really blurry one. No, no, no. You need to see the overall picture. It was, I can't explain it. I do not know enough about astrophysics or whatever it is, but it was a beautiful picture. And then they zoomed in like super far, just cropped it super, super far and was like this tiny little pixel sized dot. And they're like, there's a black hole. Oh, my gosh. And it was like, uh, okay, what I was guess it like it's a black
0: hole. Was like 52 million light years away?
1: I have no so idea. So that
0: picture was from an image 52 million years ago.
1: In theory, in theory, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that.
0: <laughs> Dude, physics and like space, that just blows my mind.
1: Yeah. Time travel. Ooh, Ooh. there's a little in uh,
0: game. <laughs> little snippet <laughs> there, huh? Spoilers for next week, what we're gonna be talking about a little bit. Um, but this week we're actually gonna take a little break from the MCU because we're gonna be hitting it really hard the next two weeks with in game coming out in just two weeks. Is
1: it two? Two weeks from two
2: right weeks now, from
0: today, yeah. Endgame will be in theaters. Wow
2: from the time we record this. So we're hey Sam, a Sam have you
1: bought your tickets yet?
2: I have. I was actually on a cruise ship with my wife without internet in the middle of the Caribbean ocean. And if you have ever been on a cruise, you know, the internet's like 16 bucks a day. You better believe I woke up at 8 a.m. that morning, bought the internet package for that day only <laughs> just to buy my tickets.
0: Well, Cody and I, we have been in the States the whole time and we still have yet to buy our tickets. Yeah, well, we're probably well, not
2: gonna
1: watch it till this summer.
2: <laughs> well, the movie comes out in two weeks. I was about to say maybe in a few months we can discuss what happens.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Hopefully, we'll have a review out by June seventh. June, yeah, or
1: July. <laughs> September
0: sounds good. That's, me. A, that's a good way to shoot for. So hopefully, we'll see it that Saturday. That's kind of our plan. Maybe we'll get a ten thirty a.m. showing.
1: Maybe.
2: We'll <laughs> you'll be on. Long. You'll be on the front row, but you'll get to watch it.
1: Oh, my gosh. No, for Infinity War? Did I tell you guys about that? I saw, I saw your Instagram post about Th- it. We it, This was 100% my fault. I bought tickets, and I think I bought them for the wrong day. I meant to buy them for opening night for Infinity War. And it was like a group of, of people with us. And we show up to the movie theater, and they're like, sir, I'm so sorry. These tickets are incorrect. And I'm like, uh, can we change them for tickets tonight? And they're like, yeah, sure. They're front row tickets. And they're like, don't worry. It's a big theater, so front row isn't that close. I was like, oh, okay. I'm sure we can handle that. We were, our feet, no lie, were one 12 inches away from the wall, one foot away from the front <laughs> wall of That's the screen. so unfortunate. So they ended up bringing um, fold-out chairs for us to sit in the handicap part.
0: <laughs> no. Dead serious. You've not told me that.
1: Yeah. There's a whole lot from that story. There was a guy we met that night who actually just... His job is to go to movies and to listen and hear what people say after and during the previews and then uh like he judges how well the previews are doing based on that and he worked for a big ad agency um there was a lot about that night i messed up our tickets you met think that we guy can get
0: him to promote the culture shock podcast
1: Yeah, i thought like that would be a conflict of interest yeah. with all the movie talk or something like that but i mean i can guess track him down i don't know, know.
0: bs yes, we need to get our tickets like soon yeah,
1: yeah. we uh, we yeah. really do like we should probably stop everything right now um, and buy our tickets. But we have better things to do. True that. What do we got to do, Tyler?
0: Uh, so we aren't talking about the MCU, which we just did, but we won't for the rest of the episode besides a little bit because <laughs> um, you, you can't not. Um, but the big thing we're going to be talking about is this weekend is Star Wars Celebration. So hopefully next week, beginning of the week, we'll have a uh, bonus episode of some Star Wars Celebration content, hopefully an episode nine um, trailer and a name reveal, which would be huge. Um, But then yesterday, EA dropped a teaser image of the new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Is that what it's called? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So a little teaser image. So we thought today it would be fun to actually go through and talk about our top five favorite Star Wars video games of all time.
1: Now, before we do that, though, Sam, did you see anything in that image or the other image you sent us today about Fallen Order you wanted to kind of bring up?
2: You talking about the one, I, the one I sent y'all today, not the original one? Either one. Yeah, I, I loved that one that came out today. If you haven't seen it, uh, it was dropped off an a- Amazon T-shirt listing. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, it's going pretty wild on the Internet that it is official. Uh, you pretty much have a picture of a Jedi with a blue lightsaber, and you can actually see one of the, the old-school Republic Star Destroyers crash down in the sand with some TIE Fighters over uh, over uh, overlooking it. And, I mean, it, it's a beautiful image. It's getting me so pumped for the game.
0: It looks so good. Yeah, like, does. seeing that Republic... Like Star, like Destroyer, basically is what it is. Yeah. Just like it looks, unreal. I'm so excited for this game. But the only scary thing is EA.
1: Wow. We well,
0: <laughs> the fact that they have that exclusive license to Star Wars right now, it is a little bit of a scary business. But I think it'd be cool. Um, Saturday, they're actually having at celebration at 1:30 um, Central Time on the 13th. They'll be having a complete um, talk through about Fall in Order, so we'll get you some more information about that mm. as it comes out. So we're excited about the game. We'll cover it more as it comes out. But let's just go through our top st- Star Wars video games of all time. Because there have been some good ones, and there have been some notoriously bad ones. <laughs> um, so, Sam, you want to get us started with your uh, fifth favorite Star Wars video game.
2: Yeah, my my fifth of of all time, and I kind of based mine, there are some other ones that I didn't include that a lot of the big name list will include, but I did the ones that I played growing up and the ones that have a lot of nostalgia for me. Number five for me was Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love that game. A lot of people kind of hit it off as kiddish, but you get to play through all the movies and it's just so much fun and you can play as the most random characters that you would never get to play as in another Star Wars game.
0: It really is so good. Yeah. It, it goes through the movies so well. Like, I think I played the original trilogy before I really watched some of the original trilogy as, like, a more mature teenager. Like, I, you know, I'd watched them as a kid, but then I, I played the video game, and I was like, oh, this is, looks like a good movie.
1: Let's go watch it. And, the, like, the, the mechanics of Lego. It's so, I don't know, it's so toyish, and, and it, but it's be- fun.
0: This is before Lego video games had uh, voice acting it was just yeah it's just grunting that. yeah it was just grunting and like uh slapstick kind of humor throughout it and it's pretty good
1: yeah that like, made the cutscenes hilarious though. yes they were great <laughs> but then even like you had to play to kind of unlock like the certain cutscenes and the little levels do you remember that and that was those are some good games that's that was true great yeah all right sure. so moving on my number five god i feel bad i didn't put like a star wars on this list it's a quick spoiler, but my number five is Star Wars Battlefront 2 for Xbox One. This is the recent one. Oh, the new one? The
2: newer the one. The new one? Like the
1: microtransaction-heavy uh, Battlefront 2. Uh, okay, wow, okay.
0: I'm just... I'm already getting attacked the for The most this? downvoted post of all time on Reddit. Yes. Battlefront yeah, 2. And this Captain's culture shock podcast is
2: brought to you by EA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty shocking, too, what you
1: said. So uh, Sorry. Okay. It, just from a pure... I don't know. I just enjoyed parts of it. Like
0: I never gave it a shot.
1: Really? Did you I ever never play it? it?
0: I played a l- I had a – through EA Access, I had a 10-hour free trial, and I played some of the campaign with the Inferno Squad, and it only let me play three levels. And after that, I was kind of like,
1: eh. I, I just – I enjoyed it just for the sa- – it was beautiful, number one. I'll, I'll give EA that. That game is gorgeous. Like oh, yes. It is absolutely – That's DICE, though. Beautiful. DICE
0: is uh, – Dice, Dice to the Battle people Front who did War. that.
1: I think they did Battlefront
0: 2 as well, yeah. if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah they they're did. The, they're the developers. They're the ones who put the hard work in. EA just publishes the game. And, and makes I'm the like, money. Yes. Okay. And,
1: and, yeah. pay, and they pay us for this podcast, of course. Basically. Thanks, yeah. EA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks,
2: EA. I, I will say this, though. Battlefront 2... As much flack as it got in the beginning, they have been adding a lot of content as time goes on, I have and, seen that. and we we've gotten some good yeah. stuff. I mean, they've added in Anakin, Count Dooku, who nobody really wanted, General Grievous, Obi Wan, a lot of the stuff they lacked up front, which in my opinion, all of that should have been in there at the beginning. But I mean, we can't really change much about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, or at least just like, I just I'm, I just hate the way video games are now. That it's just you buy the sixty dollars base game and then you pay you still pay on top of that. Like, if you pay $60 for a game up front, you shouldn't be paying more. Yeah.
1: Like, whatever. I agree with that. But then that leads us to Tyler's number five pick. Tyler, what's your number five?
0: Guys, so mine isn't necessarily the best games. It's the ones that I'm most nostalgic about and very vividly remember and love. So mine, I I told Cody, it has the the name Episode One in it. So my fifth favorite is Star Wars Episode One Racer the pod
1: racing game oh for gosh. Nintendo 64. I thought it was going to yes. be
2: different. Got a copy of that in my living room right now. It oh is Lord. so good.
1: Is it? I, n- I never played it. You I never no played idea. it? No, I never Sam, played
2: it. Did you play it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I played it growing up. Cody, it's kind of like F zero meets star Wars. It really is. Huh. It's really fast paced. And I actually saw
0: like a high res on, on unreal Engine. And somebody went through and made a fan made version of it. And it looks beautiful. Man, if, if somebody actually go and publish this game for the n- new generation of consoles, I'd be on that thing. I need to check that out. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's our number five. They're very. That's, I like that. We there's going
1: to be a lot of variants. There are a ton of Star Wars games. i, I got to say yes, this, too. There's going to be a lot of variants. There's and so many Star Wars games, and we're probably all going to have very different opinions.
0: And the ones that yeah. everybody thinks they're going to be number one for everybody isn't going to be num- my number one. Spoiler,
2: Spoiler
1: alert. alert. <laughs> all
0: right, Sam,
2: hit me with your number four. Number four, one of the most different Star Wars games they've ever made, Star Wars Republic Commando. I loved mm. Republic Commando. It was a tactical shooter, uh, n- no lightsabers whatsoever in the game, and it just it changed things up so much. I absolutely loved essentially playing Rainbow Six with uh, a hardcore group of clone troopers.
0: I'm looking this up right now. I've seen previews for it.
1: I- I've seen it.
0: Yeah, i never played it. I may it. have
2: played
1: it once or twice, like at a friend's house or something, growing up, but I'd never actually played it that much. So you said it was like SoCon, but with stormtroopers.
2: Yeah, pretty much. So you play as uh, a Delta squad during the Clone Wars. You literally start out during the Battle of Geonosis. And if you've ever played Rainbow Six, kind of where you have the you know, the yeah. tactical abilities where you can tell your team to stack up and throw a grenade inside, that is how the game is. You're not this invincible Jedi. You are a very vulnerable clone trooper, and you have to use the tactics of your team. You've got a sniper, a demo guy, a weapons guy, and you can use them all differently to kind of help you move through the level.
0: Man, for the low price of one hundred and nineteen dollars, we can get it on eBay. What? What? There's no. other ones like on JJGames.com. It's ten bucks, but on eBay yeah. there's hey. a copy for one hundred and twenty.
2: I want to say it was, free, it was the free. It was the free game games. on Games with Gold last month. Well, we missed our opportunity. No,
1: I think I actually did download it now. We yeah. Oh, we could play it after this. All right, let's get moving.
0: All right, number four for you, Cutty.
1: Uh Oh gosh, what is my number four? <laughs> um, remix. This is Star Wars Battlefront Two for the PSV. <laughs> hey, PSP? <laughs> yes, PSP? and there's a very specific reason for this. Legitimately the
0: PlayStation Portable.
1: Legitimately the PlayStation Portable. All right, okay. And i got to give my reasoning for this. This is a Cody pick 110%. When we were growing up, I thought PlayStation Portables were the coolest thing. What did they come out, 06 or something like that? Let's say that. Yeah, sure, 06, whatever. And I thought they were just amazing. I begged for one for Christmas. I I, I got one. I don't know how my parents did it. And the only game I think we had for it was Star Wars Battlefront 2, And the only thing you could even really do was just go into, like, one or two battles. But as a kid, like, going on trips and things like that, like, I was going through a Star Wars phase, and I still haven't gotten out of it. Um, but we would, me and my sister would just trade that game off, and we would play battles, and we would be like, oh, good kill. Like, it was just, I don't know, that one has more memories for me, so I'm going to hold on to that as my number four. I had to include it on the list. I'm sorry there's so much Battlefront on this, but...
0: No shame. Uh. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. My number four, maybe higher for y'all, um, is Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Great game. I don't remember too much about it. It's been uh, five, six years since I completed it. But it all I, the big thing I remember is the Star Destroyer scene where you're using the Force to oh, pull the Star Destroyer yes. out of the sky. Yeah, that's good. Pretty yes. iconic moment. Oh, and I beautiful. absolutely
2: love that. In that moment, you see how truly powerful Starkiller is. Yeah, and, yeah. Starkiller's a fan
0: favorite. People love him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But I don't have a lot to say We'll probably get to it I know it'll be higher on your list So we'll get to it then Um, So moving on Let's go Sam
1: Let's get
2: to our top three
1: Yeah Top three
2: Ooh Yeah, number three for me is uh, Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. This is Uh, actually a part of the Dark Forces series. Uh, They made it free a couple months ago. I already owned a physical copy of it, though, just because I love it so much. Uh, It's one of the only Star Wars games they've ever made where you create your own Jedi at the beginning, and essentially uh, you get to play in Luke's uh, Jedi Academy in the old canon, not in the new one, in the old canon, and you get to go through... excellent story and gosh it's just so much fun you get to go on different kinds of missions you can even change out what lightsaber style you're using if you want to be fast or strong uh you can pick different lightsabers it's just a beautiful game altogether, and it still holds up even today
0: r.i.p old canon
1: oh yes r.i.p rip legends all right cody uh number three is that where we're at number trace gosh i feel like i'm gonna get flack for all these picks and i do want to say i have not played that many star wars games as far as video games go, there's just
0: get to it. Okay, just get to All right,
1: it. I'll stop. Okay, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Three for the PlayStation. 2. <laughs> I
0: thought you were joking when you said that in the text earlier today.
1: I was, and then I was like, "Never mind, that game was fun. I'm putting I it don't on there." we're ever playing it. Okay, and and the reason why once again it goes into I remember watching Episode Three as a as I guess a kid, not a teenager, more or less, and uh you know the the fight scene on most far and like just like oh my gosh this is the peak of cinematic glory like this no movie could ever get any better than this
0: i still agree with that statement though well
1: yeah that fight is fantastic but um you get to play like that fight and you're, you're building up to that in the whole game and it, the, the like it was really cool it was cool you literally just played through the game and played through the movie But it uh, really—I don't know—just had memories with that one. But it was a decent enough game, and you get the cutscenes with the movie. Like, one of these picks are
0: nostalgic based. Yeah, that's mine. um, My number three is actually Star Wars Battlefront from 2015, the Mm -hmm. original reboot. um, You know, it was kind of got some flack. There wasn't any single player content with it; all multiplayer based. A lot of uh, season passes and stuff going along with it. Um, But I put so many hours into that game. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It could have been handled a little bit better financially. Once again, thanks EA. But I thought it was a great reboot to the Battlefront franchise. Um, and hopefully Battlefront 3, if it comes out, will be the just the epitome
2: of Battlefront. We'll see what happens. That's <laughs> yeah. what we said about Battlefront Yeah, we'll, we'll
1: see. <laughs> um,
2: so yeah, that was my number three. Number 2. Yeah, so moving on to our top 2. These are the legendary ones. These are the ones that everybody loves. Mine was Star Wars Battlefront 2 for the original Xbox. The OG hey. Battlefront 2, the one that still gets my heart pumping and it's actually free this month on Games with Gold. So if you've Is got it? Xbox are you for real right now, I'm for real. You can download it right this second. Oh, uh, I I installed yeah, it I the day doing. I got back and I was actually playing it last night and oh my goodness, that game, oh, it still just gets me going.
0: That's a great choice. Great choice. Cody?
1: Uh, we're on the number two already? Number two. We're flying. Oh, gosh. Okay.
0: Way faster than our MCU rankings.
1: Yeah, our MCU rankings took forever. <laughs> uh, so number two for me is Star Wars Force Force Unleashed Force, 1 and 2. The Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed. unleashed. Yes. <laughs> um, I enjoy these games. They're fun. It is kind of like the one knock against them is that you're just kind of slashing. You can just button mash to get through a lot of the stuff if you don't set it on a high difficulty um that game was fun though and it like you said it was just a great uh great story and yeah
0: coming in on my number two this is
1: my number two is like it looks like it's made
0: by a seven-year-old i'm not gonna lie (laughs) my number two is actually sam's number five it's lego
2: star wars the complete saga
1: number two really number two (laughs) number two i absolutely love this
2: hey it's it's a great game cody if you've never played it you got to play through it they're amazing no, I've played
1: it. It's They're just, great. I love it's them. Not I number mean, two, obviously. It's
0: number two for well, me. Whatever. And just wait till my number one. People <laughs> are gonna hate me. Yep. <laughs> They're straight up. They <laughs> hated I, me
1: last week, so you get a little hate this week.
0: Yeah. All right, Sam. Give us, us your number one Star Wars video game of all time.
2: Number one. And if this isn't anybody's number one, and Tyler, I've got a feeling this isn't yours. But if it's not your number one, <laughs> I don't know that I can be friends with you. The Greatest Star Wars games of all time, without question. Knights of the Old Republic for the original oh, yeah. Xbox oh
1: yeah <laughs> the, there
2: is there is so much plot in that game and i i don't want to spoil it for anybody who's never played through but the plot twist in that game is the greatest star wars moment of all time in my opinion and i would absolutely love for them to bring this game back into canon let me
0: if you don't know the plot twist in that
1: don't you dare say you've it you've
2: been living under a rock. don't
1: you dare tell the plot twist you have to play it through Tyler B. Grant.
0: I know the
2: plot twist, though. Uh, well, yeah, don't I,
1: spoil it for everybody. Yeah. I'm not do it. Don't worry. Hi, Tyler, buddy.
2: you will never imagine the moment of seven-year-old me playing through that game and getting to the plot twist. I don't think I've ever freaked out more as a child. I would have lost my mind.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, Sam, I want to say that was my number one as well because, I, I mean, there's nothing that even comes close to it. Like, as far as even video games I've played in my entire life, their stories. Like it is it's probably top five in video games of all time.
2: Absolutely.
0: I am right there with you.
1: Yeah. It's I've been, fantastic. I've been
0: trying to play Kotor on my phone, which isn't the best Don't place to play. Nah. I know it definitely mm-hmm. isn't. Mm-hmm. Don't and you I, dare I love Kotor, I love the characters, I love and I love Treya and Nilas. I know they're Kotor too. I love Bastila. I love all of them. But that is because of my number one, which is a oh mobile game. Oh gosh star wars galaxy of
1: heroes here we go again. this is another ea based oh.
0: game but i have played this game every day for the past
2: three and this a half podcast years. brought to you by ea games <laughs> yeah if you if you've been if you been playing that and connect star wars a lot
0: <laughs> yeah i'm you probably shouldn't listen to me for my number top it's just about a lot of things in general on this podcast yeah I, all
1: of your rankings uh suck
0: pretty garbage <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I'll, but like in Galaxy of Heroes they just released Darth Revan. They just announced Darth Malik today. So they're they're really big into some Kotor stuff. It's it's a fun game. I'll give you that. The reason Kotor isn't one because I've never played it. If I have played KOTOR, if I had the time to sit down and play it through on the original Xbox, it would be number one for me. I know I know it would be because I know the story is so rich and so loved. And Revan is one of the most loved characters. In Star Wars history, and he's not even canon.
2: Yeah, it's for sure. It's backwards compatible too, so if you've got an Xbox One, definitely pick it up. It's a great game.
0: I just don't love RPGs.
1: It's, well, that, and I don't either, normally. Um, It's just, that game is just so good because you get sucked into the story from the beginning Mm -hmm. of KOTOR. And then, like, after you get through kind of the first world, so to speak, and it starts opening up from there, you can kind of go wherever you want. And then you start running, it's just, it is. I got on the escape pod and got off the ship. That's as far as you got,
2: yeah, dude. Playing on the phone is impossible. until you put
1: about sixty hours in that game. Yeah. You <laughs> like, nah. The,
2: the game is the best once you get off the first planet, and the, the name of the terrace is the name of the planet. Once you Terrorist, get off terrace yeah. and you go to Dantooine, uh, oh my goodness, that's just what the game absolutely. escalates. Oh. terrace is like the introduction, yeah.
1: and then you start building your lightsaber, and oh, oh it yeah. gets so good.
2: Yeah, and fun fact about, about Knights of the Old Republic, if you're a Dungeons & Dragons fans, uh, that game is actually built on the D20 system, which is what Dungeons & Dragons is. So when I started playing Dungeons & Dragons, uh, I've been playing for about three years now, I absolutely love it, uh, I realized, I was like, this reminds me of Knights of the Old Republic. And the guy I was playing was like, yeah, this Knights of the Old Republic was built off of D&D, and I'm like, that is absolutely amazing.
1: And get ready for our uh, D&D podcast coming up next week.
0: Absolutely. That's going to be our bonus (laughs) episode. We'll just Sam. We want to be part of it. We'll just stay away from (laughs) it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm sorry, Sam. Speaking (laughs) of staying away from stuff completely, um, Game of Thrones Season 8 drops in three days, and I have never watched a a single episode of Game of Thrones. So I'm about to sit back, scroll through Instagram, and let Cody and Sam have some fun. No, no,
1: no. You have to be part of the discussion because coming as from an outsider's perspective so to speak i'm curious what you think Uh, about some of this stuff it's just yeah
0: just go for it just go for it just go for it okay well
1: let's let's just go for it sam bye tower we'll see you in a bit
2: i'll 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 chime in so sam
1: (laughs) first off i'm curious how like what season did you start watching game of thrones
2: so Morgan and I started watching it in between six and seven. So when we started watching it, six had already been completed. Uh, either it had already been completed or it was right at the end of six. Cause I remember some Facebook post about it. Uh, but by the time we finished it, we got through the end of six and then we had to wait like a year for seven to come on.
1: I think you and I actually started watching it around the same time because we watched it, I believe before season six came out. And I remember waiting for season seven. Um, and yeah okay so we kind of came in at the same time where it was in the middle of really the hype train of it all you know
2: yeah yeah absolutely yeah it was that that's when it really started picking up and at first i really couldn't get into it but then like 3 episodes in i'm like oh my gosh this is absolutely amazing
1: yeah it it and it's really really good and i was uh, so i've been trying to rewatch it if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've been trying to rewatch it. Not very successful, but um, in rewatching it, I realized that they pack so much into every single like just episode, every single scene. Really, is some full on conversation. It, it's it's every bit of it's important. Um, so you really have to stay sharp to watch it. Uh, but yeah. anyway, for season eight, wait, were you going to say something?
2: Well, I was just going to say one of the things that can make anybody get into it, even someone like Tyler. Uh, hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> oh, Tyler's still here. Is what's so great about those is everybody is complex. There, there's really only two characters in the show that you were designed to just absolutely hate. Everybody else they kind of operate in a gray area. They have their good moments, they have their bad moments. And it it just makes the show so enjoyable to not just have the straight good versus evil.
1: I know that Kira's in it. <laughs> you mean Daenerys?
2: <laughs> yeah, Kira.
1: Amelia <laughs> Clark. That's that's
0: what I know Amelia Clark from is solo, so <laughs> Y'all get back to it.
1: Yep, thanks for that contribution. You're right welcome. There. Perfect. See you in a minute. Okay, so season eight is coming up on Sunday, um, and Sam, I'm curious, what has been your favorite storyline so far throughout all of the seasons, not just going into season
2: eight? Well, let's see. Storyline overall storyline. I- I've loved watching Daenerys just. Just how dynamic she is, going from this this little slave girl to becoming the the powerful queen that she is later on in the show. So I've I've loved being able to watch her, and then it's kind of cliche, but Jon Snow I absolutely love Jon Snow as a character, and, and just how he doesn't care. He just always does what he thinks is best.
1: mm I get that. I get that. But see, for me, the favorite has been um uh, Tyrion coming up through, like just this path that he's taken. You see him season one, and then like. The way they kind of portray him in season one, you think, okay, he's just going to be this kind of, just this character. Not that much deeper, you know. He's just going to be, you know, kind of a wisecrack and say things here and there and not really care. And then by season six, season seven, you're like, wow, he could be one of the most, if not the most important person to kind of hold it all together, to get it all to work. Um, It's hard not to be super spoilery for anybody who maybe hasn't watched Game of Thrones, even when talking about this. Spoiler
0: alerts in session. Say whatever you want. Okay, perfect. Okay, there we go.
1: Yeah, like, Tyrion's just so important for Daenerys and for, like you know, trying to guide her in the right way now, and then it. like, just, oh, there's so many pieces that have uh, to come together, and you get worried about it, but...
2: Absolutely, yeah. and it, it was so weird. I remember watching through Game of Thrones my, fir- my first time, and I, I really didn't know how I felt about Tyrion, uh, but then when Morgan and I rewatched it, and we know the path Tyrion's gonna take, it's kind of hard not to like him in the early seasons when he's supposed to be a quote-unquote bad guy. Uh, he, you can just, st- you can look at him in a different light. He's no longer... You, you know he's not going to be a member of the Lannister family forever, and so you can see his actions in a little more of a kind light, and you, you can like him way earlier in the show if you already know what's going to happen.
0: Is this Peter Dinklage? Yes.
2: Yes. Wait, you're welcome. Lannister family. I remember that from that
0: video
1: you showed me. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Proud. I'm so proud of you, Tower. Carry on. Glad to know you're still here with us. I actually, so like I said, I've been trying to rewatch it. I just finished season three. and season three, episode, I think, nine is where they have the red wedding.
2: Oh my and gosh,
1: this is the first time I've rewatched that.
2: Uh, and it was it was painful. That dude, hurt it, like public service oh. announcement. The red wedding hurts just as much the second, third, and fourth time around. You will cry your <laughs> heart out.
1: <laughs> yeah, you will, and it's so sudden too. Like I didn't, I don't remember that from the beginning. I felt like there was a big buildup. They they started playing the reigns of Castamere. Um, the band did, and. Uh, oh gosh, what's, uh, I can't even remember. Um, Catelyn starts looking around and she knows yep. something's up. And then, literally, a dude just walks up and stab, stabs Rob's uh, wife in the stomach where her, you know, like baby is going to be. Tyler's looking at me right now like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? What? Yeah. That's what the red wedding is, and then from there, literally everybody dies, and they almost like there's no real redeeming quality in any of it. But they just kill off three of your favorite characters, no questions asked.
0: You remember my number two Star Wars game is Lego Star Wars, so like that's a little deep for me. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know. (laughs)
2: Tyler, Tyler, if you can imagine watching like the original, and I'm not even talking Infinity War, where you expect it to happen. I'm saying like the original Avengers, that there's this big team up, and then like half of your favorite. People die like Iron Man dies and Captain America dies. And they're like, okay, we're actually going to make the entire Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe about Hawkeye. That's pretty much The Red Wedding.
1: Yup, That
0: sounds unfortunate.
1: Yeah, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I hated it. Hated so, it. I still do so, hate it.
2: <laughs> so aside from the moments we hate, Cody, what is your what's your all-time favorite just individual moment that just got you up on your feet?
1: Uh, oof. oh gosh, uh, there's so many. <laughs> there's there's so many good battles. Uh, what is that one? The battle of the uh, battle of the I Bastards. The one with, well, that one is very, very good. That one's probably number two on the list. But the train battle is that what it was? Uh, with Jamie and the uh, dragons, and then they have that big arrow machine. that was the beginning of season uh, seven, I think. Oh,
2: yes, yeah, when Daenerys flies out on Drogon and does work.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that one is. That one's up there for me. Um, uh, Battle of the Bastards is good too, but
2: yeah, yeah, that that moment I I actually did stand up and start yelling jacarus when when that happened when Daenerys <laughs> flies over with uh, with of Drogon and just starts lighting them up. Uh, for for me though, my favorite moment. Oof. I really loved when Arya killed Peter Baelish. Um, That was Mm, so satisfying. I love The Battle of the Bastards is my favorite episode, season six, episode nine, my all-time favorite episodes. And one of my favorite moments is the end of that episode when Jon busts into Winterfell and goes one-on-one with Ramsay and absolutely beats the snot out of him. That is just so gratifying, even more gratifying than Joffrey's death.
1: Ooh, I just watched the one with Joffrey's death, and that one is like... The way – whoever acted and and, and portrayed Joffrey, like, first off, hats off to them for making us absolutely hate them in so many ways. But then the way that they die at the end of the episode, you almost feel sympathy for them. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's Joffrey. Like,
2: thank goodness this is over
1: with. Oh, yeah. You know that that kid (laughs) –
2: That kid, his name is Jack Gleason. He's actually in Batman Begins. If you remember the scene in Batman Begins. Oh, he is. When when Rachel is trying to protect him in the Narrows from – uh, what's the bald guy? Zaz, Victor Zaz, and he comes up with a knife and she pulls out a taser or a pistol and she says, Don't look, and the Batman drops down. He's that kid that they save.
1: He is. I as soon as you said that it clicked into place.
0: Is this the equivalent of Leonard from the Big Bang Theory being in Christmas vacation?
1: Not as a kid, quite. No, not that not that much, but that is a pretty big one. Yeah.
0: Well, you're welcome.
1: Thanks for, for your game <laughs> contribution. All right, Sam, getting to the getting to the big stuff. What would be your biggest prediction going into season eight?
2: So I've got two big ones. Uh, one of them I feel like is a little more obvious—the uh, one that everybody's thinking: Daenerys is definitely pregnant. Um, I, I think after they had so much build up to it, so much talk about, oh, she can't bear children, uh, and you know, just her being like, yeah, I can never bear children, so my line will never go on. I think that she is definitely going to be pregnant with Jon's baby.
1: Okay. Okay. I could see that. I yeah. could see that. What do you what do you think is going to happen with the White Walkers in season 8? Like what what is the f- kind of the final thing?
2: I think they're going to beat the White Walkers, but it's going to be at a great cost. It's not going to be an easy fight cuz they've definitely been ramping that up. Uh, I heard Peter Dinklage say that uh, the battle that takes place with the White Walkers makes the uh, it makes the battle of the Bastards look like an amusement park ride.
1: See, I actually heard about that. So I read this thing the other day that for the battle scene that they filmed, which is obviously somewhere right by Winterfell, because in all of the promo shots, it's been cold, dark, cold, dark kind of thing. Um, But supposedly this battle scene is like the biggest ever battle scene that's ever been filmed ever. Like not just. On TV, but like, like Lord of the Rings, like Lord anything. of the Rings, it beats out everything as far as people, size, explosions, like everything. I may have to watch that episode just for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I heard I heard somebody say it took like eighty plus days to film that one scene.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah. It's it's just That's going to be insane. So whatever ends up happening, like I've I've heard different theories as far as predictions and like, oh, well, maybe they won't actually fight and the White Walkers will just kind of take over everything and then it'll end up being the people you really have to worry about. Like weird kind of ways to turn it around, but the fact they've been hyping up some kind of battle, something that's going to be just so massive, like I feel like it's just going to be a straight up nose-to-nose, you know, showdown with the White Walkers, with the Night King um, and whoever's left standing will I guess rule the Game of Thrones like
2: yeah and Uh, from one of the things I've been hearing though is that the like the ultimate the kind of the climax of the story is actually going to take place in episode 3 which is it's 6 episodes in the last season so it's very interesting to me that the the climax of the story is going to take place so soon and that they're going to have so much they have to wrap up in the last 3 episodes
1: well if you notice uh, in a lot of the seasons the big climax of the season is always in episode 9 right and then in episode 10, they always have some kind of, you know, they'll leave you on a cliffhanger, of course, but they try and resolve some of the main conflicts and and, and give you a little bit of closure. But that is kind of odd to me, too, that, that that's what's going to happen. Like, do they need three episodes yeah. of an hour and a half to really, like, flesh the rest of that out?
2: Yeah, uh, I, think that, I think that one of the big things that we can definitely say, though, and this is another prediction that I've got, is if you think about... The other dragon who's still alive, Rhaegal, is named after John's dad, so he's definitely going to be a dragon rider at some point because the only living dragon is named after his dad. Um, But I I also think Season 7 was far too happy. Uh, The rest were very – all the rest of the seasons, they were constantly killing our favorite people and shocking us. Season 7 was way too predictable and happy, so I really do feel like that they are going to – uh, they're going to pull the rug out from under our feet and just absolutely slaughter everyone we've ever loved.
1: Yeah, that that's most likely what will happen. In the spirit of George R. R. Martin and the Red Wedding, they're probably just going to kill every single person and whoever is left will rule the Iron Throne, whatever that even means. Like Infinity War. Like Infinity War. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Except yeah. and except everyone will die. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> yeah. And Thanos will rule over the galaxy. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Ooh, there's our turn right there. Thanos shows up.
0: Whoa. MCU <laughs> Game of Thrones crossover. <laughs> Disney probably
1: owns HBO by now.
0: That's true. Yeah. All
1: right, Sam, one final question. Give me your most ridiculous prediction for season eight. I already have mine in mind. If you want to take a second to think about it, I can give you my answer.
2: My yeah, go and give me yours while I think about it.
1: All right, here's, here's my answer. Episode one, we have John, all right, and we have Nerys. They're riding into battle on the backs of dragons, all right? They're getting ready. They give each other the lovely eyes. They're about to go into battle, and they both get shot out of the sky, get turned into White Walkers. Wow, that sucks, all right? End of the story. Samwell Tarly is the one who rallies the armies behind him and ends up decimating the White Walker army and then rules all of Westeros, Samuel. Mm. I'm calling it right now. That, $100 if I get this right from Tyler. That's what he told me before we recorded.
2: That, that is not true. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> I, I, I love Samuel Tarly. I would love to see that happen. Uh, for me, I, I could see, okay, crazy prediction. All right, so Arya Stark shows up. She's fully trained. She's an assassin now, and she comes in and she dies early on, sends Sansa into a rage, Sansa gets killed early on, the entire Stark family just is slowly getting wiped out, and then uh, John and Daenerys's baby is the only person left living, and he ends up ruling the Iron Throne, a little baby on the Iron Throne.
1: That's actually a pretty good prediction, I've heard some people talk about that being the possibility, yeah. um, and, and that would actually make sense, in all honesty, if they tried to do that, and... Uh, you know, had those three episodes at the end of the season to try and progress time and, and show that. That could be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all we've got for is Game of Thrones Season 8 Preview, Tyler. You back. can come back. Welcome man. back, Tyler.
0: Hey, it's good to see you guys. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Episode <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> So this week we had some uh, news come out. Um, a few big things from Avengers. Earlier this week we had a one-minute scene drop
1: Oh, oh, man. What, what
0: people are saying is probably the first scene of the movie yeah, they're saying it's
1: going to be pretty early in the film when when this happens so
0: it's just the Avengers kind of sitting around you can tell it just happened because of Black Widow's hair it's straight up blonde and you can tell there's a lot of like, dismay and a lot of hopelessness going on um, but the first line we, we we talked about this a little bit what does Black Widow say it, he used the stones
2: again he used the stones again that's, what,
1: that's the line right yeah when I first uh when I first played the tray or the the clip, I had to stop literally ten seconds in because I'm like, did she just did she just say that? What does that mean? I don't know.
0: <laughs> like I have no idea. Like he used them as, not like there's no way he snapped again because like yeah. Uh, uh, I almost no. wonder.
2: I almost wonder if he uses the stones to restore Titan. Um, I, I could almost see that. But at the same time, I'm kind of confused because at the end of Infinity War, we saw the gauntlet completely uh, burned almost, it looked like, from doing the decimation. We so talked I'm, about
1: that a little bit last week, didn't we? We, we did just a bit. We just we touched like, yeah, on Yeah, we, we just hit yeah. on
2: it. Yeah, so I, I'm wondering, what did he do? My, my best guess, I don't think it's right, but my best guess would be he uses the stones in some form to restore Titan to its former glory.
1: See, and then that would be interesting because in all the I get that. all the fight scenes that we've seen so far too are like the battle scenes. They're on some kind of decimated planet, yeah. but it isn't where they were in Infinity War, which
0: was because Titan whenever it was decimated was kind of like a had an orangish tint yeah. going yeah. on and I don't think they would have changed that.
1: Uh. Uh-uh. I don't for know. A new battle, and then it could be that he like like Sam saying, maybe they did restore Titan, and then the Avengers came back and, and were destroying what he did. Although they weren't going to destroy it, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's so
0: much that that could mean. Yeah, and next week we're actually going to go through and give some of our theories about what it could mean, about what could happen, and in end game. But
1: spoiler alert: Samuel Tarley <laughs> takes the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> and, Is this okay, game I'll of Thrones stop there. Yeah, that's a Game of Thrones crossover. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Um, anything else from that scene that y'all that really stood out to you by any means?
1: Uh, I mean, for me there weren't a ton of things some of it we'd already seen from the trailer like Thor talking with uh, Captain Marvel really hitting on her and like all that weird stuff but there wasn't a lot uh, my the burning thing in the back of my mind though is Bruce Banner Hulk what the heck is going on with him? Like, Is Hulk going to come back? Will, will the Hulk come out? He's not been will in Will the Hulk come out? Because Dolby, that could be Bruce big. Or, or now, Hulk I Buster. will say
2: this, because we you're right, we haven't seen him in any previews, but there was a magazine cover they released today. I can't remember which one it was, but it actually showed Hulk on the magazine cover in line with the rest of the Avengers. So that was um, kind of interesting um, to me.
1: Wow, that could be big.
0: That could be. Yeah. I really don't know. Um, and then also today we had a 30-second... Um, trailer kind of come out. It's going to be more of a TV spot. Um, Cody, did you even get to watch that yet?
1: No, I haven't. No. Nope. I did
0: send y'all a screenshot. There is a shot of the Avengers in the Quinjet, which we've seen the Quinjet scene before. But in this shot, it is Black Widow has her blonde hair fully. And there is Captain Marvel, Black Widow. Uh, what's what's Rhode, Rhodey? Uh,
2: War Machine. War Machine. War Machine.
0: Um, Thor, Captain America, and Rocket no Tony. They're going to get Tony in that shot. That's exactly what's happening, 100%.
1: I mean, they've got to be, right? Yes. Like
0: I, see, I don't, know. Uh, I
2: don't I'm, know. No, but see, I don't think they're going to get Tony, and here's why. That's not the Quinjet. Look at the ship closely. That's the Benatar. That's the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. It is. So that, mean, that, that, is. that means that Tony and Nebula would have already returned. Good call. That, that is, that is the
0: guardian ship. Man. That's why we bring guy. you on here. This
1: is why we always talk to Sam when we need to know <laughs> stuff. I think he'll be coming back for a few more episodes, especially uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. And maybe some
0: Marvel breakdown. I'm not really
1: feeling it, to be honest. You're not feeling it? I'm just kidding.
0: I don't know. Well, hey, uh, tweet us at uh, Culture Shark Podcast. Let <laughs> us know if you want Sam to be <laughs> back on it.
1: <laughs> so, Sam, I actually just pulled up uh, the magazine cover that you were talking about. And I think it's Avengers In Game Movie Magazine special cover, which features Captain Marvel, Iron Man. Uh, Captain America, Thor, Nebula, Ant Man, Hawkeye, and Hulk. But Hulk is like, is that Hulk right there? You see what I'm talking about? right here. I'm like leaning machine? over trying to look at Cody's computer. And this is another <laughs> low res like picture that I'm looking at, so I don't know how accurate it is. But it kind of looks like Hulk. It almost looks like Thing.
2: Uh, hold on. The let on. Let me for let the Thing.
1: The Thing. Yeah.
2: Let me see Dude. if I can find it.
0: Episode one, what we were talking about, the, the Marvel, D, the Marvel Fox crossover, Disney. the Marvel DC
1: crossover. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, Cody, I found it. It's on Empire.
1: It's on Empire. Okay, maybe I was looking at the wrong one.
2: Yeah, It shows up in the yeah.
1: credits. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. Disney would officially be ruling the world.
1: Yeah, they would at that point. Okay, well, I had to go look at this uh, magazine cover later, but that—I mean—that's interesting. I feel like it Hulk is. has to show up at some point. I mean, come on.
0: And then probably die, like the rest of them.
1: Yeah, so for one of our next big news stories, we have Ryan Johnson saying that it's okay if J.J. retcons with the new Star Wars movie. Now, I want to give just a really quick urban dictionary definition of retcon. I feel like it's used all the time. Yeah, and just I, for people who don't know. I knew what it was, yeah. but I didn't know the actual thing. So it is actually short for retroactive continuity. Okay, I didn't know that. I know, that makes so much sense now. So a retcon is when you kind of like hit a hard reset on a universe or whatever. The best example on urban dictionary is like deciding in Spider-Man 3 that Sandman actually killed Peter Parker's uncle in Spider-Man 1.
0: <laughs> or the, the best example i can give you is x-men days of future past yeah, yeah that's it's what a movie to say. that goes back to reset the timeline to completely redo do what <laughs> x-men 1 2 and 3
1: did so i'm really hoping that happens with episode 9 <laughs>
0: that's what a lot of people are hoping i didn't hate episode 8 as much as cody did sam yeah. what are your thoughts
2: i was somewhere in the middle on episode 8 i didn't hate it i wasn't just draw dropping in love with it either i think it has its merits but it also has some pretty big drawbacks too
1: So, how do we feel though, like if JJ just opens episode nine with a crawl and it says, Ryan Johnson really (laughs) screwed up the last film, so please ignore everything that happened in episode
0: eight? I'm okay if he retcons Ray's lineage. Yeah. Because that was never really addressed, and Kylo kind of said, Your parents were nobody. But that could have just easily been Kylo lying just for a power move. You know? I'm 100% okay if he retcons that,
2: and I kind of want Ray to
0: have some good lineage. Just, I want that payoff to be there.
2: Yeah, what what I don't want I don't want to see him come in and slash episode eight to ribbons and just kind of completely ignore it, um, whether plot wise and just do a time jump and pretend like it never happened. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him, you know, correcting little things like that, like oh Ray he was lying, your dad was actually Obi Wan, or just something like that.
1: Yeah. I could see that. Or if he were to do, like, another crazy retcon where he was like, Snoke didn't actually die. It was another hologram of Snoke. <laughs> Snoke's going to come back some, somehow, way. Calling it? Calling it. Right uh, I,
2: I think Dang. so. They they Most of the time, if they killed a character like that, I feel like they would have given us a comic or a book that told us about who he was because we didn't find out in the movie. The fact that they've kept their lips shut, I feel like that they're going to have something further to do with Snoke in episode nine. I hope so.
0: I re- I hope so. I like Snoke as a character, even though I know nothing about him. I want them to dive more into that.
1: Yeah. Well, I still feel like you need to have some kind of ultimate, you know, evil that you're fighting against, like Emperor Palpatine or, or Darth Sidious, like whatever, like <laughs> more than just Kylo. More than just Kylo, because yeah. Kylo is such a, a, a you know, he, he's he's so in between. And, and Rey is always talking about how she feels the good in, inside of him. And like, that can't be your ultimate villain. Snow I don't know. Be bad. Yeah. I mean, and call. speaking of Star Wars As we said Star
0: Wars celebration Starts technically tonight But there's going to be A lot of stuff going on The next few days And tomorrow morning At 11am There'll be an episode 9 panel So I just want to ask Really quick What are your guesses For the name of Star Wars episode 9 Oh I don't want to go First on this one I got Sam I gotta hit me with something just, What's uh, the first thing
2: You think of Star Wars episode 9 The first Sith I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Oh I, I got, it. Can't, I got, you got can't, it You can't put me On the spot <laughs>
1: I, I've got it. Star Wars Episode 9, The New Republic.
0: I like that one. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Star Wars Episode 9, The Jedi Reborn.
1: <laughs> that was stupid. That was so stupid. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 9, Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> we have our winner right there. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: before we go, we always ask um, each other a very important question about our lives. So, uh, Sam. What are you binging right now? What is one type of media that you are just loving to consume? Something that you're just watching, reading, listening to, anything? What's your binging?
2: I'm doing two things right now. Uh the first one, uh, you could probably tell by the way we've been talking, I'm actually binging the entire MCU right now. Uh me Ooh. and a buddy of mine, Brad, uh he and I decided to watch all 20 movies um leading up to uh Endgame. We've got <laughs> we pretty much have 16 days to do 20 movies and we are up to Thor right now, so we're about 4 movies in. <laughs> Good God. luck. Yeah. Jeez. It's it's not an easy one. We're we're doing about 2 movies a day. Um, the other thing I'm doing is one of my favorite book series of all time, the Inheritance Cycle. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's Aragon, eldest, uh, Brissinger, and Inheritance. Love those books. I f- uh, read the entire book of eldest on my cruise. Uh, I'm rereading through Inheritance right now. I just those get me so excited, and they make me wish I was a dragon rider.
0: <laughs> I've read Aragon. That's about it. So, so, moving on, Cody. Yeah. I have an important question for you. Okay, what's your question?
1: <laughs> what you binging? <laughs> Uh, right now, of course, of course, of course, I am still binging Game of Thrones. Got. I got it. I got to do it. Got yeah. to binge it. G-O-T. Um, but on top of that, I have been reading a little bit more in the Expanse book series. I can't remember if I've already talked about it on the podcast or not, um, but uh, there's a show on Amazon Prime, and it's called The Expanse. Um, so I've watched a little bit of the show, but the, the books starting with Leviathan Wakes, um, is actually written by two guys. Uh, they go into the pen name uh, James S.A. Corey, um, but these two guys actually I think both work for George R. R. Martin when he was initially coming out with Game of Thrones and kind of uh, I don't know what they did exactly, but they worked with him, and George R. R. Martin um, always endorses their books. Um, so it's really, really deep, a lot of storylines happening, um, but it's a sci-fi kind of thing. I would always recommend it. It's, uh, those, are, those are great books and really cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Tyler,
1: what are you binging? That
0: was not a lot of payoff right there. Here, here, I got it, I
2: got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, yeah,
1: we'll let Sam take it, whatever. Tyler,
2: I've got got a life-changing question for you. What is it, Sam? My my man, what is currently binging out of you? Not just what are you binging, what is binging out of you? That's disgusting. <laughs> Whatever he happens. just completely
1: changed
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I think we go back to Cody's question. What am I binging?
2: <laughs> here, here. I'll oh,
1: try one last time. Hey, Tower, what are you binging?
0: Oh, that's a great question, Cody. Um, I'm actually, uh, my first one is a book. I'm reading a book right you now. You can read? I can read. Oh, my god. I'm reading through um, the new Thrawn series, um, by Timothy Zahn Not the original trilogy But the new one. Oh, yeah um, So about halfway through Thrawn You know it's pretty good Just to see a little bit about him He's one of my favorite Star Wars characters He's a boss He's a genius He's such a great
1: um, He's a tactician He's a great sure. tactician Yeah
0: And then I've also started to um, I haven't started to play it. I've been playing it a while But I picked up Kingdom Hearts 3 again I don't know if you've ever played through any of the Kingdom Hearts games. Um, It's fun. It's a um, uh, Final Fantasy and Disney crossover. So I'm currently in Monstropolis right now. So I'm with the Monsters, Inc. gang.
2: So that's fun. So that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's what I'm binging. Yeah, I'd I'd love to play through Kingdom Hearts, but I never had a PlayStation growing up, so I could never play one or two, and I definitely want to play those before I ever play three.
0: Same. My brother-in-law loves Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and I just watched a lot of videos to get some of the lore caught up because it's very convoluted. Wait, Sam, you
2: never had a PlayStation? Uh, I had a PlayStation 2 by the time I was like 14. My uncle gave me his, but growing up, we always had Xbox. We went from Xbox to Xbox 360 to Xbox One, so I was never really able to play some of those. That's kind of sad. Yeah,
0: I've, I've been an Xbox guy my whole life, too. No PlayStation. You guys just. ever played Rushing Clank? Yes, I have played Ratchet and
2: Clank, though. At, yeah, um, yeah, I played, I played. Ratchet and Clank when all my PS2 that I had, yeah. That game is fantastic.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, we're going to ask you to do one thing for us this week. Uh, if you can go over to Twitter to follow us, give us a shout-out, and then ask us some questions that you want to hear from us that we can answer up on the podcast. What's our Twitter
1: handle? Oh, what
0: is our Twitter handle? It's... Man, getting some Twitter handles is hard in this day and age. It's actually pod shelter shelter? <laughs> <laughs> pod culture shock. Oh, that's confusing. It's awful. It's so bad. Just Pod culture look shock. for Culture Shock Podcast and you'll find us. Yeah, Hopefully we likely. can change it up soon. Yeah. Um, so go follow us over there on Facebook as well. And just shoot us a question, something that you want us to talk about on the show. We'll try to have a Q&A in that form. And also, if you can, on Apple Podcasts, go give us a subscribe. Go give us a review, five stars, preferably if you enjoyed what you listened to. And if you give us a good review, we'll actually read it on the podcast. Maybe. If it's good enough.
1: Yeah, it depends on what you say. Yeah. yeah.
0: If, if it's a five-star and it's good enough, we'll read it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. But follow yeah. us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on TuneIn Radio. Um, and if you like what you hear,
1: give us a sub. Thank you, Sam, once again for staying with us.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast.
0: But I think that's all we have for you this time, this week, on the Culture Shock Podcast. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye.